The views and opinions expressed in the following program are solely those of the hosts and their guests. They may not reflect those of WISN radio staff or management or the Ellen Becker Investment Group Incorporated, EIG. They are not intended to convey specific financial advice or recommend specific products. Advisory services offered through EIG Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. EIG does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult with your tax or legal advisor with regard to your particular situation. Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for Business Ethics and Integrity. The Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sense Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Ann Mank, Certified Financial Planner and CPA with the Ellen Becker Investment Group. We are located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive in the Town Bank Building, and also in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building across from Winkies. For our Florida listeners, we also have an office in the Bonita Springs area. If you are interested in learning more about our offices, including a virtual tour of each location, please visit our website at ellenbecker.com. On our website, you can also put a face with a name because we have bios and videos for all our advisors. We also have a listing of all our current events and plus links to past radio shows on our website as well. So many individuals might think that financial planning can be a bit overwhelming. There is so much to think about and just when you think you have everything covered, life will throw you a curveball. I often discuss with my clients the fact that we can have the best plan in place, but you could walk out this door and get into an accident, and then what? Is that going to destroy our perfectly planned financial plan? We don't want that to happen, so that is why we often partner with a home and auto insurance specialist to make sure that an accident, a fire, or even one small mistake doesn't destroy your financial health. One of the partners we use is the Star Group Insurance and Risk Solutions. They were awarded the Wisconsin Better Business Bureau Torch Award for Ethics. And we are lucky enough to have Nick Starr, one of their personal insurance counselors, here with us today to talk about home and auto insurance and why it is important. He is a wealth of knowledge and will share with us things to think about and a few important things to remember when putting together your insurance plan. So stick with us and we'll be right back after a short break and then we will hear from the wonderful Nick Starr. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Ann Mank, Wealth Advisor with Ellen Becker Investment Group, and my guest today is Nick Starr. As I mentioned, he's a personal insurance counselor with the Starr Group, and he was kind enough to join us today to talk about home and auto insurance, also known as property and casualty insurance. So, Nick, why don't you start off by telling us why you're so passionate about this subject and what is your philosophy or your approach when you're working with clients? Absolutely. And uh, thanks, first and foremost, thank you for having me here. Happy to be here uh, once again. And um, great partnering with Ellen Becker Investment Group. You guys do an absolutely phenomenal job. So uh, thank you for that. Um, Yeah, property and casualty, you know, is one of those things that people tend to, to view as a commodity in it, and it really shouldn't be. Um, and that's where we come in as the Star Group. We've been doing personal lines since 1956, so that is the bread and butter of what we do. We do, uh, again, personal lines, commercial lines, and group benefits, but personal lines is easily our largest 
piece of what we do and what we've been doing again the longest. And we developed a passion for it when we determined that most of what people were carrying as far as coverages and limitations were not realistic for what can take place these days. Um, so that's really the, the unique differentiation of who we are as Star Group is that we're very deep rather than wide. You know, we understand that price is definitely important. Everyone's looking to save money, um, but that should not be what determines your coverage limits. Now, in, in, a, in a perfect world, obviously, you'd like to have both, and, and that's still very possible. You can still have a very competitive environment while getting the necessary coverages, but always lead with coverage first. And, you know, I'm fortunate to be able to say that with our agency, my grandfather, the first generation, was the one who actually led with that, taken over by my, my father, Tim Starr, and that was all, you know, taught upon us as we learned um, through the industry of, of what good coverage looks like. So it's not something that we just came up with. It's not something we pull out of a hat. It's it's something we've observed via claims. It's something we've observed via you know, what's available and, and what lawsuits really look like these days and what's all looked at uh, as far as the variables that someone is held responsible for when they're at fault for an accident. So property and casualty is it's your auto and your home. You know, it's, it's making sure that you've got protection for your assets. It's making sure you've got protection for you and your family. Um, and then it's also making sure that you, you're protecting your home, your contents, um, you know, anything that you've worked hard to, to obtain, you want to, again, make sure that you're paying for protection that's going to cover and take care of that. And that's one of the things I like with working with you is that you really do take that deep dive saying, okay, let's look at coverage, but why are you using this coverage? Mm -hmm. Why do you need this? Um, and one of the things you do well, too, is you sit down and you explain with your clients all of that information. It's not just, okay, I have a coverage for you and here's... Mm -hmm your price and I'll see you in five years, you're really trying to understand what they're trying to do, what their goals are and why it's important. Um, and, you know, with Ellen Becker, we do a lot of education. So we appreciate the fact that you also provide that education working yeah. with clients. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why we, we get along and work with Ellen Becker and vice versa so well is because you're very much in that same boat where you're taking that knowledge first approach. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what we do. Again, we're not attempting to be all things to all people. Um, you know, and one of the great things too, is that the star group is one of the larger independent agencies in Wisconsin. So we're not working with just one carrier. We actually have hand selected a number of carriers that fit our philosophy as far as being able to provide competitive scenarios, very customizable and co uh, comprehensive coverage, and then are just phenomenal with claims, stability, et cetera. Um, you know, we treat every scenario individually because everyone is individual. Everyone has different needs. Um, everyone has different insurable interests. So to really understand that you can't just take a policy and throw it at the person that you're working with. You actually have to take the time to ask questions and find out what they need, um, how deep their pockets are as far as what protection they'll need in the event they get into a bad enough accident. Um, you know, how many family members characteristics of the home, etc. So again, very deep rather than wide. And uh, unfortunately, you know, that that's just an approach that many have gotten away from in our industry, because again, it goes back to people thinking of insurance as a commodity, thinking of this one mm -hmm. size fits all. And that's not the case. You know, it, 
you got to sit down. You get you got to take the time to understand it. I know it's not always the most fun and entertaining topic. <laughs> I know that to be true. Absolutely, I get it. Um, but it, 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 there's a lot riding on it. I mean, everything that you're working for, everything that mm-hmm. you're doing today in life. I mean, this is how you protect that. Mm-hmm. You know, the last thing you want to do is wake up one day, you get into a bad accident because hey, someone wasn't paying attention. Um, you know, someone runs in front of your vehicle, you hit a pedestrian, boom, you're at fault for that. You could potentially lose your home. I mean, you can, you can be on the hook for a ton and, you know, we can definitely get deeper into that, which I I think is always very good for people to understand, um, what truly they can be at fault for and how that works. I don't know if you had any other questions for me right off the bat or if... And what that really is making me think of is, you know, we're talking property and casualty and all these risks, but really what is property and casualty? What are we really trying to ensure with that? Um, Because really just, you know, we think, okay, it's just auto, but there's so much more that that could encompass. So what, from a high level, you know, what is your definition of property and casualty and what does that insurance cover? Yeah. So property is, you know, as it sounds, it's the property. It's what you own. It's your home. It's your vehicles. It's your contents. It's it's all that good stuff. Casualty is the piece that people tend to get away from and not really think enough about. That's your liability. Um, so, for example, you're behind the wheel of your car and you're driving and you hit someone. Um, and, hey, we're in Wisconsin here. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times that can happen just by sliding on some ice. Boom, you rear-end someone. It's a vehicle full. Uh, mother, father daughter, son, whatever it might be, you're now responsible for paying their damages, their injuries, their loss of income, their future earnings. So casualty is your liability. This is what you purchase to protect your assets from being garnished. Um, And I always put the emphasis of that on the auto. It it does apply Mm -hmm. to your homeowners as well. You know, that would be a slip and fall on your property, a dog bite if you have a pool and, you know, a, a child lingers over and ends up falling in. Um, it's just as important to have that on the on the home as well. But when you really think about it, the majority of those large style claims are going to take place when you're behind the wheel of your car. And it's because, again, just like life, everyone's moving a thousand miles mm-hmm. an hour. And unfortunately, distracted driving is at an all-time high. So even if you feel that you're a very good driver, the casualty portion is, again, protecting those assets, but it's also protecting you against drivers on the road that are operating without insurance or don't have enough. And I think that's, you know, when I'm working with clients, that's what I see mostly is that, you know, we don't have a good understanding of what we really need to have covered and what limits we need to have. Um, you know, because there's so many rules and regulations of minimums. If, mm-hmm. if somebody unfortunately would pass away when you hit them in the car, mm-hmm. um, and we all have stories of it just takes a split second and you miss that red light or you don't notice the person next to you in a car. Um, and that really can destroy a financial plan because we could have everything in place mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden somebody is being sued for a million dollars because just one little incident of, you know, they're looking, being a mother, you look in the back seat for a second at your your child because they're screaming about what their brother is doing. Um, and it just, it just takes a moment. And so that's why I think that casualty piece, you know, once again is overlooked. But are there certain limits or minimums that we absolutely need to have? Absolutely. And, and I appreciate you asking that because that's, this, this is the valuable piece of it for sure right here. Um, yeah, normally we see 100, 300 coverages. Those are 100, 300 split limits. So for anyone that's listening, you know, what's great to do here is, is take out your current declaration pages and 
feel free to follow along or, or make notes and look at it thereafter. But um, 85% of the time, again, we're going to see 100, 300 split limit coverage limits on liability, uninsured and underinsured motorist. And we do not recommend or condone that these coverages be sufficient for what's realistic these days. And what that means is the $300,000 limit is a per occurrence, and that means you'll get up to $300,000 per accident. That first limit is actually a per-person limitation. Um, We're not a big fan of that either because essentially you're purchasing $300,000 worth of coverage, but if you're getting into an accident with one individual, you're limited to $100,000 per person. So what we typically recommend is a very minimum these days is half a million single limits of coverage. And that's going to be doing two things for you. The first thing is it's increasing it to a total of 500000 from three hundred. But then the difference between single limits and split limits is that it is removing any per-person limitation that would exist. Now, even at that point in time, half a million is still, again, pretty insignificant for any large-type incident that would take place these days. That's where you start getting into the discussion regarding an umbrella policy. And an umbrella policy is an additional million dollars of coverage that would extend over your underlying coverages. Now, the reason they call it an umbrella is an umbrella is because it covers everything that you have. So it would cover each auto. It would cover your homeowners. It would cover your general liability, your personal liability, and even actually provides worldwide coverage. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, so, I even learn something new every day. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. And it's so important. It's so inexpensive to give you that additional million dollars. So if you pair that with your underlying limits, um, for those that are following along at home, that's a total of $1.5 million that we typically recommend per scenario. Um, an umbrella on average for you know a standard two-vehicle, um, two-resident household is typically going to be about $150 a year. So very inexpensive. And what that's doing is it's giving you a million dollars of coverage. And again, to keep in mind that, that that protection is what is preventing you from losing your assets in what has become a very, unfortunately, sue-happy uh, society these days. And that number grows quickly. Um, oh. I personally know somebody who did not see a motorcycle. It came from a blind spot. Um, motorcyclist had to lay out. He was fine. But... It wasn't just his injuries on his bike. It was lost work time mm-hmm. that they were trying to to recover as well. Um, but this individual had the umbrella policy. And so from that perspective, they were covered. They didn't have to worry about, are they going to put a lien on my house? Are they going to garnish my wages? It really gave them that peace of mind. Um, and then one other topic is really from uh, property, per se. Uh, we talked a lot about auto, but from a home. Is there anything that you see from a coverage perspective that is usually missing on most home insurance? Um, one thing that I know you talk a lot about with my clients might be identity theft assistance or maybe even water backup. So what are a couple of things before we go to our next break that you can just mention to make sure that we do have on our home policy? Yeah, absolutely. Um, same situation that y- you want to avoid these one-size-fits-all. You know, you want to be having a deep discussion with the agent that you're working with so that everything is understood Um, because you have to purchase endorsements to get all of these additional coverages. So like you mentioned, water backup. Mm -hmm. I'd say about 75% of the policies we review don't include any water backup whatsoever. And without it, if you have any water that backs up into your basement, any of the damages, the cleanup costs, the contents, 
anything that's damaged is specifically limited to that coverage limit. So if you don't have any, you're essentially self-insuring. Mm. And that can be one of the most common claims that we see here in Wisconsin. Another one is actually replacement value of the home. Mm. Uh, the statistic, I believe, I know it changes each year, but about 80% of homes are underinsured uh, by roughly 20%. And a lot of people get a little get confused with this because they assume that they should be insuring their home for market value, which is not the case. You know, market value is completely separate from what we insure in the industry as replacement value. Market value is based on you know the economy, buyer's market, seller's market, where it's located, etc. Replacement cost is actually the cost that it would take to rebuild the home mm-hmm. in the event of a loss, and that's taking everything into consideration. So debris removal. Um, the labor, the construction materials, any permits, any architect fees. Um, so it's really important that evaluation be done. For an average home, I tend to uh, suggest around $150 a square foot. Now, that's an average home. If you find yourself with a finished basement, you know, higher-end bathrooms, kitchens, um, unique characteristics of the house, you're typically going to want to be more in that 200 to $250 uh, per square foot range. But Definitely a discussion that you should be having with your agent. Um, Typically, there should be some evaluation being done either by the agent or the insurance company that you're working with. But that's probably the most prevalent issue that we find uh, in the industry right now on the home side. Um, But there's all kinds of of other property and coverage items to um, be conscious of as well. Mm -hmm. You know, making sure that you've got replacement cost on your contents. Um, so that they're not getting depreciated at the time of the loss, so that you can go out and purchase brand new. Uh, Identity theft. You know, a lot of people look at their homeowner's policy and they think property, you know, replace. But it's just as much about your own personal uh, liability and family as it is about, you know, replacing the property. And one of the the ways to uh, go about doing that is purchasing what most companies now offer as identity theft. Now, this is not as comprehensive as something like LifeLock, but it's a great alternative, and it's very inexpensive to have. And typically, it's going to be providing resolution or restoration services. So if you do get into an identity theft issue where someone steals your identity um, or is messing with your credit score, you have an outlet. You you can call a number and talk with a specialist that knows what they're doing. Um, And then typically, the insurance carriers are going to cover a certain amount of expenses. It depends on the carrier, but typically it's going to be anywhere from uh, ten to thirty thousand dollars on average. Well, that's nice to have. So you're already stressed about the fact that somebody's taking your identity, and knowing that you have a resource that can help you would really help during that time. So that's a lot of really good nuggets. Um, and I know we have more, but we'll take a really short break, and we'll be back in a moment. <music> Welcome back to Money Sense. This is Ann Mank. I'm a wealth advisor with Ellen Becker Investment Group. And with me today, we have Nick Starr, who is a personal insurance counselor with the Starr Group. And in our first section, we were really talking about a high level, what is property and casualty? What does all of this mean? Uh, we even said, okay, let's take a look at your current statement and are your coverages okay? Well, there's a lot of life events that might happen. And so when I'm working with my clients, if there's a life event of a birth, a wedding, uh, we want to make sure we look at the plan and make sure our coverage and our risks that we're taking are appropriate because in the planning process, there's a lot of things that we can't control. We can't control the market. We can't control what the driver next to you is going to do, but we can 
work and mitigate a lot of the risks that are in plans. And so one of these life events that I'd really like to talk about now is when your, your little baby starts to drive and now you have a student driver out there that's under your coverage, what are some of the things that we need to be thinking about? Or from your perspective, how do you start the process of, okay, now I have a student driver, uh, they're going to be taking my car out there. How do I mitigate some of that risk? Absolutely. I think that's a great question and definitely something we can talk quite a bit about. And, you know, it's a blessing and a burden. It's a blessing (laughs) in the sense that, you know, the parent's time is... Uh, you get some time back because typically now they can they can transport themselves, but the or same, their siblings, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, but at the same time, it's it's the highest risk class in the auto world, if you will. Um, meaning, it's sixteen year old drivers statistically have the worst records. It's almost you know as if the industry looks at it, saying it's not if an accident happens, it's when. <laughs> so they rate for that. Um, And something you mentioned earlier, under your coverage, um, the first thing you want to be mindful of is that, yes, they are under your coverage. So this goes back to our initial discussion of making sure that you've got necessary coverage limits, having that umbrella, having that half a million dollar underlying coverage. Because if they get into an accident, guess whose assets are being garnished for that? Yours. So definitely, again, going back and reiterating liability. Um, Uninsured and underinsured motorists is something else we, we just briefly touched on, but I think it would be important to go into more detail about um, uninsured and underinsured motorist is, is something you typically want the limits to uh, equal that of, of the liability. So if you can add a million to the umbrella, half a million on the underlying. And this is really the protection that you and your family have. So that young driver is now out on the road. You want to make sure that, that he is he, she is protected from any driver that's operating without insurance or doesn't have enough. And I think when you hear the statistic, st- excuse me, statistics, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's absurd. 20% of drivers today are operating without insurance. 20%. 20% of drivers, yeah. I'm not driving. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> um, and it's because so it's something they can't monitor. They can only monitor it when and if someone gets pulled over and is operating without insurance. And even at that point, it tends to be a slap on the wrist as as far as a fine. Um, And then the remaining 80% that has insurance, all they're required to carry is $25,000. That is it. That's the state minimum requirement. So that's not saying much because $25,000 does not go very far these days when you start getting into medical and loss of income and even just a V, you know, Tesla's. What's Tesla cost? $60,000, (laughs) $80,000 on the low end? Right. Um, So, yeah, you want to make sure that that those limits are sufficient as well because you can be the best driver in the world, but you have no control over how others around you are driving. And, again, you know, how many times do you look left or right and see someone with their hand on the wheel and their face down at Mm -hmm. their phone? (laughs) Every day. Every day, yeah. (laughs) So when, you know, a young driver, and this is important whether you have a young driver or not, but just reiterates the importance to make sure that you've got those higher coverage limits across the board it covers everyone as a pedestrian too. So whether they're even driving or not, say you have, you know student that's going to college, and they're walking you know to class from class, they're all over campus. If they were actually hit by a vehicle that wasn't paying attention as a pedestrian, uninsured and underinsured motors would actually cover them in that scenario as well. And so if they are in an accident with an uninsured, mm-hmm. does that mean that all 
expenses go through their own insurance then, or how does that work? Uh, unfortunately, yeah. You know, you'd, you'd hope that the person that caused the accident can help in some way, shape, mm-hmm. or form if they have a minimum. Um, you know, typically, if they don't have insurance at all, unfortunately, they're not usually the most responsible individuals, so they may flee the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, at that point, you would rely on your own insurance to cover any costs that you incur there as far as any medical injuries. Um, and then actually also any loss of income or future earnings too. So if you're working and you cannot return to work for a period of time or indefinitely, those coverages would also cover that uh, that difference as well. Which makes that umbrella policy even more important Absolutely. so that you can cover yourself if you need to. Yeah. And, and the umbrella, what's really important to note there is that it is broken down into three components. Um, it's liability, uninsured, and underinsured motorist. You have to add each of those individually. It's again, it's not a one size fits all. So, ninety-five uh, percent of the time that we review it, we see that it's just including liability and does not include uninsured and underinsured motorist, hmm. which means you're limited to what you have on the underlying policy. Oh, good to know. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Another thing to look for. <laughs> yeah, and one thing that's really good to know too is keeping costs down for those young drivers. Um, which I like to let everyone know just because, again, I, I understand it's, it's – granted, they're 16 years old, so the exposure is high, but the costs are very high as well. And there are ways to try and mitigate those high costs. Um, so just jumping into that, the, the first thing is, is not having their own vehicle. So if you're a, a two-vehicle household, um, you know, and both you and your spouse are the primary drivers, the young driver can be listed as an occasional when they're an occasional driver versus a principal driver, that's going to basically cut the cost in half because they know that they don't have access to a full-time vehicle. So if that's possible, great. But again, I know in a lot of situations, it's going to be that relief of, here's your car. I don't have to drive you around anymore. So if that is the case, then um, what's really great to do is purchase a vehicle that is older, that is not going to require physical damage. And that's going to be your comprehensive and collision coverage. By doing that, granted, you know, if there's an accident that occurs that is your fault, you're not going to have coverage for your vehicle, but you're probably saving yourself anywhere from six to $800 a year by doing that. Um, and then the third thing to note is, is to make sure that your child has at least a 3.0 in school or better. They better. They better, no. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, because then they're eligible for the good student discount, which actually is pretty significant as well. I mean, that can be a $500 a year discount uh, by itself. So just pushing them and making sure that they've got at least a 3.0 is uh, is really important. That's another good reason, other than, you know, getting into college or having yes. <laughs> yeah, something to do after you're done with high school. Right. Um, but since we're talking about students, you know, a lot of times part of it is the insurance, but then the other side is the claim side. Do you have any tips or suggestions? Because a lot of these students, if they're going to get into an accident, they've never been in an accident before. Mm-hmm. So what are just from a really high level, what should they do at that point? Mm-hmm. You know, do they get back in the car and decide to go home? Or, you know, what are what are some tips that at least would make it easier from a claims perspective for them to make sure that it's covered and that they're doing things properly? Yeah, Absolutely. Get as much information as you possibly can. So the beautiful thing about having a smartphone is you can take notes, you can take pictures, you can do all. Obviously, if you're injured, take care of your injuries first. If someone else is injured, take care of their injuries. That's number one. Um, Number two is, again, getting out 
taking pictures of license plates, asking questions, um, getting the name, the phone number, um, the driver's license number of the person that was involved in the accident with you. Never admitting fault right away because it can differentiate. Um, you never really know. And if you admit fault, that can go on record. Um, and unfortunately, you're putting yourself in a bad situation to start until you know a specialist comes along like a police officer to actually assess what took place. Um, get a recorded statement if you possibly can. Um, because in many situations, when you get into an accident, that might be someone else's fault. They'll come out and say, yeah, yeah, that was my fault. I apologize. Then you try and call them later, and all of a sudden, the, mm-hmm. the story changes completely. <laughs> so it's all about noting. It's all about documenting. Again, taking pictures, getting statements, um, getting as much information as you possibly can. Definitely try and get a police officer to to come on scene. Okay. Um, those police reports are, are very important because... Otherwise, it's basically your word against the other person's. Mm-hmm. So when there's a police report, it's it's documented. It's official. Um, so, yeah, that would be my advice in a situation like that. And, and a lot of times, the insurance companies you're working with will have designated apps now where if you have a claim, it actually guides you hmm. through the process of, hey, take a picture of this, um, find out this, ask for this, call this. Um, so if you're not familiar with something like that, talk to your current agent or – Go on to your app store and just see if that uh, if that particular carrier has an application. They're they're very handy these days. That's good advice because a lot of times you get in an accident, you panic, and then you don't know mm-hmm. what to do. Um, another thing that usually comes up, and I talk to my clients about this as well because we're talking about their vacations or they're going somewhere, and we're trying to make sure we have all the bases covered that way. Well, a lot of times you're renting a car when you go somewhere. And you walk up to the desk and the first thing they say is, okay, I need you to do this additional insurance. It's so-and-so, you know, a day. What are your thoughts on that additional insurance that rental companies want you to take? That's a great question. It's probably the most common question that we receive. Um, And it, it differs every single time. So what most people hear is that, yeah, you're covered. You don't have to take the damage waiver. And more often than not, that's a false statement. So when you have full physical damage on one of your existing autos, then typically you're going to be covered for liability and physical damage when you rent a car. And those are going to be the two biggest losses. Mm. However, there's three hidden costs that are almost never included with a standard auto policy. And that's going to be loss of use. So, hey, you're on vacation, you rented a vehicle, you get into an accident. Now the rental company can't use that vehicle for three weeks or they have to ship in a new one they're going to hold you responsible for the loss of, of their income because of that vehicle being out of commission. Um, diminished value. Anytime a vehicle is involved in an accident, it loses value. So that's another one of their hidden costs. And then just any administrative costs. Obviously, there's legwork that goes into having to go through the process of, of fixing or, or getting a, a damaged vehicle repaired. So those three coverages are normally not covered under your standard policy that would be covered under the damage waiver that the rental company um, offers. Now, there are some carriers that will cover that, or they can be purchased by additional endorsement. So if that's a concern, again, there's not another opportunity to talk to your agent. Um, I do also know that there are quite a few credit cards now that are using that as a perk to purchase the vehicle with the credit card. Hmm. So I believe Discover, American Express, I'm not exactly sure which ones 
um, or which plans, but definitely something else to look into is they will cover those hidden costs if used. Um, but otherwise, yeah, you know, I, I typically recommend taking the damage waiver. That's going to be the most simple um, and efficient way to deal with an accident and most the least costly um, in the event that you do get into an accident, regardless of what your personal insurance looks like. Um, and then especially if you're traveling out of the country, mm. uh, you know, Mexico, they, they suggest always take the damage waiver no matter what. <laughs> That's just the way it goes. Um, and then, you know, going to Europe, another opportunity to have a discussion with your agent, just find out what the carrier, you know, is willing to cover um, or what they will in contract. Um, but you do always want to be cautious in, in situations like that as well. So in conclusion, my advice is always just to have that discussion or communication with your agent and find out where your carrier uh, stands uh, on that as, again, every carrier is a little bit different in that arena. So just don't walk up to the counter and say, oh, shoot, I should have thought of this before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, you're right. Don't say my, my agent said I have coverage for it, and yeah, yep. let's, I'm good. It's really you know. just taking – and I'm assuming once you do that research, then you know going forward. So it really do, is important to find out the facts, find out where you're covered – for and then you know just kind of revisit it from time to time um, before we go to our next break you know is there anything else from a property perspective that we should be specifically claiming or include in our policy that people either forget or they think it's included and it's really something you do need to call out sure um, yeah you know under your homeowner's policy your your contents are going to extend it to most of what you own you know electronics furniture um, clothing, cookware, all that. Uh, but there are specific categories that do need to be scheduled separately. Um, and that's going to be your jewelry, your fine arts, uh, furs, guns, things of that sort. Um, so most policies have a limitation on those. The standard limitation is $2,500 per occurrence, subject to $1,000 per item, subject to your deductible. <laughs> so there's very little coverage unless you schedule it separately. So if you have you know, a, a nice engagement ring that's, you know, whatever, 7000 8000 9000 $10,000. Um, you want to schedule that separately. And you're typically looking at anywhere from 7 to $8 per thousand, depending on the carrier. But that's giving you the amount of coverage that you need if there is a loss. And it also removes any deductible as well, which is another mm -hmm. benefit. Um, so, yeah. Definitely a great question. A lot of people assume that those items are covered under their standard content coverage, and they're not. So those that have big gun collections or, again, big fur collections or baseball cards, mm -hmm. fine art, um, because the value ranges and, and can you know change, um, you want to make sure that you've got information backing up the value and that, again, you have that uh, listed um, specifically or scheduled, if you will, on the policy. Perfect. And it sounds like a lot of this information is all about having a good review and having that conversation with your agent. So when we come back from the break, I really want to dig into the review process. How do you go about it? Where do you find it? You know, I, okay, I, I need this. What do I do now? So we'll talk about that when we come back. Welcome back to Money Sense. Once again, my name is Ann Mank. I'm a wealth advisor with Ellen Becker Investment Group. And today we have with us Nick Starr from the Starr Group. We have talked about quite a bit today. We've talked about what exactly property and casualty is. We've talked about what does that coverage look like? 
What should the coverage and the limits be? We've talked about specific situations uh, when you're in an accident, if you're uninsured, if you have a student driver. And as always, if you are interested in hearing more shows like this on our radio show, you can always go to our website. You can also share it on our website. It is ellenbecker.com. We always have some really good information if you want to check out our bios and our videos. Hopefully we didn't embarrass ourselves too much on those, but it's a great way to understand us and our philosophy and our personality. So Nick, when we left last time, we were talking about, okay, I know insurance is important. I know there's all this that I have to do, but we also talked about the importance of making sure that you're working with a professional and having this reviewed. Because a lot of times things are on the internet now. You can find any policy you want. You can drop and paste some information and you say, great, I have insurance policy now. But really, as we were talking about, there's a lot of pitfalls. There's a lot of things you could be missing. So if somebody's saying, okay, great, I need to have a review now. What are some things that we need to think about? So as we're trying to find somebody to put a policy in place, I know there's different types of places you can go to. So if you could just kind of explain on a high level, you know, maybe the difference between somebody who works with just one insurance carrier and somebody who might be able to work with multiple insurance carriers. And then, talk about what that review should look like. What should they be telling you and looking at as they talk to you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's so many options available <laughs> these days. And I, 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 I like that question because I think a lot of people get confused, you know, which way is up. I get these items in the mail that are telling me they can save me money. And then there's the name your price tool mm-hmm. and there's Geico. And, um, you know, I, I'm always going to lean towards taking the approach of of having a conversation with someone because that's the only way that someone can really understand what your specific individual needs are going to be. Um, You know, the, the advertisements that you see on TV have been built for convenience. They've been built to try and save you money. And again, I know that that's important, but that's not leading you in the in the right direction. Um, you know, it's, it's leading by price instead of coverage. So there's multiple options out there. Uh, as long as you find an advisor or, or someone that you trust, um, you know, then typically you're going to be in good hands. I'm always going to lean towards the independent environment because there's multiple options available. You know, what other things do we do in our life where we only get one option? You know, people enjoy and appreciate choices and options. And any of the independents are going to have that where they shop through and evaluate multiple carriers to really determine which is going to be best for your specific needs. Versus an agent who just works with. Yeah. Yeah. Not suggesting that any of the large advertisers mm-hmm. are, are bad companies by any means, um, but they just don't have the, the, the customization mm-hmm. that one might in the independent environment, you know, especially as people change in, in their lifestyle. So. We might today place someone with one of our carriers and they might have two kids then that start driving and they might buy a seasonal home. Another carrier might be a better fit for them as they evolve and change their own, um, you know, in their own world. Um, So having, again, those options that allow us to differentiate and tailor are so, so important. Um, And then again, you know, if you need an alternative option, there's one available versus being limited to one company, one carrier, one rate. Mm-hmm. 
you know, et cetera. And even working with professional, I know when we sit down with our clients and we're putting a plan together, um, we, it's very similar. So people can go out and they can shop around and do their own investing as they want as well. But really the difference is that we're sitting down and we're asking them questions, follow-up questions saying, you know, have you thought about this risk? How are you covered here? And I think that's really where we make the difference is as I'm sitting talking with my clients about, uh, Johnny going to school, I can then say, well, is Johnny on your auto policy? And working with partners like that, we can then say, you know what, you need to go talk to somebody and, and really get this handled as well. And so I think that's the value that's added. It's not putting a plan together isn't just necessarily about that individual plan. It's about asking the questions to say, well, what else is missing? How can we mitigate risks in all of these areas? Um, and I'm sure it's, it's similar with you of that there's certain times in your life that you should be looking at this. Um, you know, we should be having a review when the child is starting to drive. We should have a review when we're moving to a new location. We should have a review. Um, so I'm assuming that's the same process for you as well. Definitely. Um, it, even to the extent of if you haven't had fresh eyes or, or done a review with someone new in quite some time, I would suggest do it. Absolutely. Perfect. Well, Nick, I want to thank you for coming on our show. It's been a blast. I appreciate all the information that you've shared. A lot of really good nuggets. Um, so if, if somebody wants to know more, wants to talk to you further, how do they get a hold of you or where do they find you? Absolutely. And again, thanks for having me. Really great to be here. Um, so we are, again, the Star Group, uh, www.stargroup.com. You can find out a lot more information about who we are. Otherwise, feel free to give us a call. We've got an entire Personal Alliance team um, that are there ready to answer questions, ready to assist with an evaluation or review. Um, that number is 414-421-3800. And uh, if you're the type that likes to drop in, that's fine as well. We're <laughs> over on uh, Loomis and Edgerton, just in Greenfield, so we're, we're local as well. And you got to check out the Lions when you're there, yes. too. Yes. <laughs> yep. Everyone knows us for our Lions. Typically, they'll be dressed up, so... But, uh, but, yeah, again, feel free to, to, to reach out and contact us. And, and if you have any questions, we're, we're happy to assist with uh, an answer. Perfect. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. And don't forget, Money Sense airs Saturdays from 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock and Sunday from 12 to 1. As always, we hope that we have made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Thank you to all our clients who are currently listening. I know you have a lot of choices, so we appreciate the opportunity to serve you. And at Ellen Becker, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. Visit us at ellenbecker.com for more information and have a great rest of your day. 